Hello everybody and welcome to Bravagoon. You will not get there on a road bike. Today is gonna be great interview. Great interview with somebody who made history of training in general, endurance training. A lot of running, marathons and everything like this, but hey, she knows a lot about bikes. When I was a student, I managed some um, clinics with Eddie Merckx, wow. a great cyclist, and Marc Adena. But I, I also I tested when I was young. I tested uh, Laurent Fignon and the Cyril Guimard team. So I know I know bicycle very well. Did you get of whom we are talking about and with whom we talked about? And when I mean me, we it means Simon and myself. You didn't? Wait a bit. You're gonna listen for the full interview. First of all, though, I want just to tell you, remember that you're gonna like this interview. You can be sure that you're gonna like it. And if you want to do more out of it, remember that you can review, just comment and share this podcast with whoever you want. And remember as well that Komoot gets your back covered when it means that you need to plan a new ride, plan some new discovery rides and go around in your backyard. Because now sun is out, so this means that you are gonna do a lot of exploration. So remember that Komu is free for everybody and remember as well that you can get your free region for another amazing bunch of extra feature just by going on komu.com g like Greenland and then write the code BROOM. Then you can unlock offline planning and turn-by-turn -turn navigation just with putting the code BROOM on komu.com g. And you can use this extra region during the awesome initiative that Komoot is planning for us. So we all know that in pro cycling now is coming the season of the spring classics. The most modern, the youngest of the classics is Strade Bianche. Strade Bianche, this is also a race that is completely into my heart. I saw it live so many times, also because I lived in Siena for so many years and people, there's not another place as cool as Siena for riding the bike. But apart from this, Strade Bianca is not only my favorite spring classic. Yeah, come on, it's not my favorite spring classic. My favorite spring classic is gonna always be Tour de Flanders, but that's another story. But one of the favorite, if not the favorite classic of Komoot. So on the 6th of March, I'm talking about Saturday, March the 6th, there's gonna be an awesome initiative. Something that you can do, you can actually plan your route, local route, you don't need to go to Siena, actually, to do that, but the route can be really locally. The only thing that you have to do, you can plan your 92 kilometers or 184 same length of the Strade Bianche, a kilometers route, and you have to include there as much as gravel segments as you can. And remember that into that you have also to include a super, super steep climb, like the one that drives the pro cyclist into Piazza del Campo that is actually the climb of Santa Caterina, just for you to know. Pack everything together, ride it the day before, also the day after if I can tell you, but ride it and then go back home, just upload your ride into Komoot. Remember to tag Strade Komoot, you're gonna find this account directly in the platform and upload there all your photos and everything that happened during your climb. And also, yeah, the climb, during your ride. And also in the after ride, so everything related to beers and stuff like this. 
add at least two picture, include some description, Strade Komoot, and tag Strade Komoot. Then you are gonna just share with everybody out there your awesome experience during this kickoff of the spring season, the classic spring season. And you're gonna have a lot of fun. And then you can just sit down on the sofa and watch on TV the amazing race. I don't know, it's always, it always been a lot of fun on that last year about Van Aert. It was just great as he was great during the cyclocross season and uh, as well as Lucinda Brand, as well as Quentin Hermans, my personal favorite. But that's another story, don't go too much into that because we need to kick the episode off. We talked today with Veronique Bia great trainer for great people she was so many times at the olympics as well and she has a super revolutionary method and we talk about that during this interview sit down it's gonna be a long one but super interesting and you're gonna see how much humanity you need to have in order to train people properly i will talk to you at the end and i'm gonna have also another piece of news that i want to give you so wait for me there i think this is the first time that I've been conducting a recording so important first and second thing together with my uh, best training and performance partner I mean Simon and this is an idea that comes directly from him so first of all I will make the round why I'm so excited because today here with us talking about super technical things and super hard training there is the professor Veronique Bia is it correct? I pronounce it good, yes. Veronique. Perfect. Yes, it's nice to meet you. I'm happy to meet you. <laughs> Great. Super, super happy. Even if I think that the happiest person here in this digital room is Simon. What do you think, Simon? Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, I think you cheated because you asked how to pronounce the surname before the episode. <laughs> so we start with the wrong foot. <laughs> I have to stop doing this thing. People know so much about me. Next time I'm going to start recording straight away in the call. I think it's better. <laughs> <laughs> no, jokes aside, I, I am super, super happy to, to have the opportunity to have this interview. It really means a lot to me. And I think we're going to tackle some, some, um, yeah, some topics that are really, really relevant for cycling. And it'll be very interesting from, from my perspective also. But go in. Okay, I'm going to just start with a little story about my side and then I will let you speak probably all er, over and over all over and over for all time, I would say. Uh, so, and it's going to be complicated. It never happens. Usually I'm the one speaking. Oh, that's another story. So, the first time that I heard the name of Veronique Bia was thanks to Simon. I remember I was training at the beginning, no, end of 2019 for, I don't know, for something like getting warm. And he told me, okay, Calamaro, how much do you want to train? How much time do we have? Simon, I have no time. I'm going here, I'm going there. Whatever, okay, we're going to compress all the training pretty close and you're going to do this training that is called BIA. Then I started making some research. I checked around and I found actually that the person that invented this method is you, Veronique Bia. And then at a certain point I said, Simon, why don't we interview the professor, and we're going to have a good chat in order to put everything together. But we are here, we are doing it. Probably we can start with, tell us a bit more about yourself, Veronique. Tell us, sorry, 
Professor Veronique, let's put everything yeah. a bit in a context. No, you told me that uh, you told us actually that usually your students call you in this way. Professor Veronique, I'm going to call you like your student, even if I cannot be ever your student. I'm too stupid for that. So I'm, I'm already old. I am 60 years old uh, this year. And I was born in Grenoble and, uh, uh, at the age of 10 years. I decided to go to school uh, by bicycle, and, uh, but, but my school was very far from my home. And uh, it, I, it was in Grenoble, and I lived near Charousse uh, in altitude. So I had to, uh, to, to ride every day uh, 30 kilometers, 15 uh, kilometers uh, for climbing my, until my, my home every, every, every evening. So it was very difficult. And uh, by this way, I was trained. Without uh, nothing uh, knowing that I was very trained, and, and uh, at the age of 16, I was detected by my professor of physical education, and I was uh, detected as good uh, cross uh, cross country uh, runners and also cross country skiing uh, skiers. So I start competition at the age of 16 years old, and I won um, I won uh, many championships. I was um, uh, vice champion of cross country uh, in. Uh, in a senior uh, in France, and uh, won uh, Sierzina, the big trade uh, in Switzerland. And but I am a bit, uh, I was a bit lazy, and I was interested by so many things that I decided to uh, dedicate my my life, all my life, from the age of 23 years old. I decided to to, to be a student in uh, phys- in uh, in, uh, in physical education, and then in a uh, Physiology, and so I I I spent many uh, many many hours to, this, to study because at this time in the years eighties uh, there was no real laboratory research in sports science in France, so I start to find a way every everywhere uh, in uh, in Europe where, where I can uh, I could learn more. I um, and I. I I had a PhD uh, in uh, 18, uh, 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 1988, and when and then I became an associate professor. I had the, the chance to uh, uh, have a very early a good position, and but also in the meantime, in the meantime, um, I uh, had my also my diploma of trainer and my third degree of of, of trainer. So. I had many experience of training with uh, great um, sportsmen as uh, Eddie Merckx, uh, as I said, uh, uh, the triathlete uh, Mark Allen. And, you know, I remember it was the beginning of a triathlon in uh, Europe. So I had many experience of training and I earned my life during my studies. Uh, I, I trained uh, some athletes and some triathletes. And, uh, and I, I had very traveling in uh, Europe uh, by bicycle. Because uh, for me, um, bicycle is magic, and I also climb every every uh, in Alps, every mountains. Um, I did, I participate to the Marmotte. You know, it's a big bridge. Uh, uh, I have a world the Marmotte. Uh, so for me, it's natural to to to, to climb mountain by bicycle. I I had many. I have many. Uh, I'm fan of techniques, and I have many good uh, um, bicycle, uh, especially. Uh, made for my my size and so on. So I'm a fan of bicycle and I consider that bicycle is very good for running and, and uh, running is very good for bicycle. So I, I am a fan of cross training. 
So what, what, what's my story? Um, because, you know, I am I'm doing some research for almost uh, 14 years now, and the, the time was was very fast. And every day is a pleasure. Every day it's magic, and uh, um, it's, you know, to, to to make results in sports is uh, it's a dream. I, I, I try to, uh, to convince my students to uh, to become research in sports, even if it's very difficult. Um, because then I became professor, full professor, and I was the first to um, validate a, a big uh, institute of research lab about exercise. So it's it was a big fight for convincing scientific to. Um, but sport is very serious because it was it was again in the years eighties, and but now it's accepted that uh, sport is very serious things, and now um, I go back to the the feeling uh, training, to the self paced training, because uh, I consider that technology it's very interesting, but it's not it's just a feedback mean for learning that. We know running, we know cycling, and we have to uh, to listen our, our body. Our body, but we have to learn to relearn how to manage, uh, how to set pace. That's that's the point now. That's the point of my research. Yeah, is help people to uh, to feel themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's super good. I just want to say, just really ask you another couple of little things. So, and then after that, probably I will really make, uh, let Simon do all the talk because he's way more experienced than me on that. But something that we said at the beginning of our conversation when we were off records, you said, uh, for me, the most important thing is really the people working with people, understanding people, talking with people. That's why at the moment, because my question was, are you missing mountains? And you told me, look, I'm here because of the people, because I can work good with the people. People here are amazing. There are more possibilities. Mountains are there and I can go there whenever I want while people cannot move so fast at the end of the day. Um, it seems like actually that's what you are saying also here. For you, it's super, super important to find people to talk, find people to develop yourself, develop them, have good relationship and stuff like this. What It's super good to hear something like this for such an important, let's say, passionate person when doing something really, really difficult and hard. So thanks a lot for saying that. It's super important. You're welcome. Yeah. I am I'm here for that. And uh, I consider that when people want to, to improve them, themselves, I have to help them. Everyone is uh, is so important. And uh, it's not a matter of, of a champion or not champion. Uh, I have trained a, a cyclist, uh, Robert Marchand, who was uh, 100 years old. And, uh, you know, he, he, he established the first best performance for cycling and he was 100 years old and he wow. was able to cycle yes Robert Marchand he was able to cycle 23 kilometers per hour at the age of 100 years old and I decided to train him I measure his VO2 max and so on and so on and I train him for three years and at the age of 103 years old he was able to cycling to cycle 27 seven kilometers per hour in one hour. Wow. So then we can improve the, the, ourselves at very age, 
at the very edge. Uh, the, the human is incredible, and uh, it's just a matter of training, uh, of willing, if, if, if it's possible. So my, my responsibility is to help them, uh, whichever their level, their, their gender, and so on. That's super good. And actually, thanks a lot for giving us all, first of all, giving to us all this passion that moves you. And second thing, thanks a lot for letting people improve in this way and give them hope and potential in order to... Actually, the potential is on their side, but on your side is the technique. But talking about the technique, say that, please, tell this to me or to us, like you, to me, like you are saying and, us, and telling that to the most ignorant person on planet that I am in this matter. Can you just explain us in a few words your method, if you can. Yes, it's uh, it's very uh, easy to understand. Uh, at first, um, I um, you know I ask people to run uh, a, a rabbit test. The rabbit test is a running advisor training test. It's, it was validated by also by Italian colleagues at Udine, and uh, uh, this test is a self-paced test. I ask people to. Uh, to, uh, to run or to bike uh, 10 minutes at easy pace. Then had, I, I asked them to recover for one minute and then to, to have a sprint for six, 10 seconds. Again, one minute of rest. And then to, uh, to start for five minutes at medium pace. That's the most difficult to, to calibrate for them. Then one minute rest. And then three minutes hard, hard pace, hard, uh, hard uh, rate of perception of exertion, and then one minute of rest, and uh, uh, then 30 seconds maximal, at maximal as a wingate test, then one minute of recovery, and at the end, again, 10 minutes at easy pace. Thanks this self-paced test, this test is a, um, allowed to have power to have uh, tolerance to acidosis, to have the cardiac uh, quality, and also to have the quality of dragging. How you are able to self-pace your, uh, your, your, your body, your, your effort uh, in, a, in a good way. And uh, afterwards, uh, of course, I measure everything inside the test, VO2, uh, the CO2, uh, uh, strength, power, uh, everything, because uh, even the cardiac output, even the stroke volume, because my half-heads, uh, my biker, were all the technique, uh, uh, technique things uh, on them, about for about uh, five, five, um, fifty thousand of euro on them, on them. So we bike and run with this, and thanks to the analysis of the physiological response and biomechanical response. Uh, I I don't uh, do any test in lab. Only everything I I am going in a in the right place where we train. I have you know a mobile lab. Mm -hmm. I can travel everywhere, and uh, so I measure things in real condition. Uh, and after this test, I analyze in, uh, every everything, and I can um, according your profile. If for instance you are best in a power or tolerance and acidosis or cardiac quality or quality of perception of exercise, I, I can uh, 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 recommend you a type of training. And then uh, everyone has a digital um, uh, 
plan, planning, uh, training log on uh, on internet, and they can have uh, with um, artificial intelligence. They have their training log every uh, every two days. They have a special session for them, and uh, but I don't ask them to follow heart rate or to follow power or anything else. I just give uh, some. Uh, uh, feeling of uh, I ask them to to for instance to to uh, to run for 30 minutes and every 30 minutes every three minutes they have to to have a sprint for 10 seconds. Uh, it's it's it's, a, it's an example of training session for strength and power. But I have almost 300 training session and I I can provide some of them if you are interested for for your auditors and. Uh, and uh, I just uh, ask them to follow their feeling. And they, there is a, code, a color code, green for easy, uh, orange for medium, and red for difficult, and black for very difficult. And I give them so, so a protocol of training according to their feeling and, uh, and time, of course. But the training sessions are not very long. And they, had to, um, they, they have to add some uh, very long training sessions as they want. On the weekend, for instance, I recommend to add uh, for running uh, almost uh, three hours of uh, free pace, as Kenyan do, uh, from walking to sprint uh, in in nature, and not uh, but without anything, without any uh, device, and uh, in bicycle you can bike for six hours, seven hours. Uh, but the most important is to have the polarized training, using feeling your your self pace. But at first, we validate, we validate that we are able to feel your body because when we ask to do some easy pace, medium, uh, hard, very hard, we check with VO2, with everything, what you, that you effectively do, easy, medium, hard, very hard. For instance, easy, uh, that corresponds to uh, the lipids, the lipox max zone area, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a pace where you burn lipids and uh, you are almost at uh, 50% of the uh, VO2 max. Medium is be between your between the first and the second ventilatory threshold. It's the pace where you start to, to uh, use only glucids. It's about uh, between 70, uh, 70 and 80% of your VO2 max. And uh, hard is uh, VO2 max. And you are at 100% of the O2 max, and very hard. You are all at about uh, 100, uh, 120% of your power at the O2 max. So it's a it's a complete test, allowing to have a very uh, good landscape of your uh, of your shape, of your physiological profile and biomechanical profile. And according to this, after having checked that we can trust in your feeling you we give all the training uh, session are given uh, according recommendation with uh, feeling medium uh, hard very hard we don't need anymore to look at power to look at but we use new technology for checking but you are able to feel your to self pace your you your, to, to have your good right self pace you know but you are free uh, to uh, you are free of, of, of not using it, or just for 
but we recommend to use it, but not to, to, regard, to, to look at this. And after the training session, we ask people to, uh, to use a Strava to, to, uh, or to, uh, to, to, get, to put the training session on, uh, on, on Strava. And we, we have the possibility in, uh, in our software uh, to, to, read, to, to analyze afterwards, to analyze your training session. But you don't have to follow anything, uh, and you don't have to to uh, look at your watch during your training session. Just listen yourself. That's super and, cool. Yeah, well, it's, it's super cool. It's uh, you, you, it's beyond the technology. We use technology, but beyond. beyond. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's a yes. Well, I've seen Simon taking some notes and ready to ask you some uh, sharp questions. Aren't you, Simon? <laughs> Of course I am. I'm here for <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, this was interesting. So it's like based on, on perceived effort, uh, which is, I think, in recent years, is not so common anymore. Um, with, you know, all the, the new technology about power meters and uh, DHR monitors, so people tend a lot to, to follow uh, those, those numbers. Uh, because at the end of the story, maybe it's uh, objective, uh, but uh, the way you, you propose, so to go on feel and then check if it is correct, is certainly, uh, it's worthy. Um, the thing is probably, after a few years of cycling with an instrument, you don't actually need to look at it to know if you are going 200 watts anymore. So I think this is the rationale behind it. Um, so I know if I'm doing 10 minutes uh, at a threshold, if I check my number after the six minutes, I notice that I'm probably plus or minus 10 watts. Uh, but this comes after some, in, in my case, after a few years of, of training at, at intensities. Um, but yeah, it's very an interesting approach to base on Actually, yeah, on feel on on the on the bulk scale, in, in fact. Because you know, in a bicycle, it's more difficult to uh, to learn it because you have uh, it's a great difference between running and cycling. Yeah. Is that when you run, you feel your, your body it's more natural. With bicycle, bike is very technical, and if if you don't, uh, you have to learn it. it. But uh, we are in uh, one of my students uh, show in his uh, PhD uh, memory that everyone uh, is able to set pace uh, in running his body. Uh, everyone can uh, reproduce uh, exactly the same uh, physiological response when you ask people to run at easy, uh, easy, medium. Hard, very hard. It's wonderful because human is being able to reproduce not only uh, according to intensity but also in time uh, exactly the same physiological and biomechanical response. So you can trust in yourself when you are a runner. It's yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I mean, running on this side is helps a lot. Helps a lot. But yeah, uh, I mean, one of the first things that I noticed about your trainings are, of course, the um, the strong focus on the on the VO two max. So it's, I think it's one of your favorite zones, <laughs> for, 
for some reason. Um, can you can you just tell me why do you want people to spend time in VO two max and why do you want to make them suffer? <laughs> no, and because uh, uh, VO two max has been shown that it was a, a very uh, good predictor of. Uh, uh, active, uh, ac active uh, li life experience uh, because you know that um, uh, now you, you, the mobility, the mo the mobility is uh, you can uh, live for many many years, uh, almost uh, more than eighty years old. But your uh, active life is decreasing uh, below seventy years. So uh, we know that VO two max is the best predictor of, of your. Uh, uh, active life experience and uh, it's an aggregator of all the, the health parameters cardiac metabolic and so on and uh, but i discovered that the limiting factor of vo2 max uh, depends on your level but um, it's uh, in majority it's uh, the power and we know now that uh, for instance i give you um, an example i discovered that it was possible to sustain they would max for 30 minutes at the condition that you know the incremental test, the, the classical incremental test. At the end, you, you, you are tied and you stop and uh, your VO2max is a level of, okay? It's a VO2max test, a classical one. But one day I decided instead of increasing the power, uh, when the people uh, start to suffer, I decided to decrease the power. And I discovered that uh, by this way, I decreased the power almost uh, until the maximum lactate steady state power. And I discovered that it was by this way, it was possible to sustain VO2max for a very, very long time. So it means that VO2max is not uh, the limiting factor by this, uh, but it's the power. And it's very interesting because it means that if, if you have a resilience, if you are able to, to say, okay, now I decrease a little bit my power, and but by this way, by maintaining your view to max, at your view to at view to max, you can uh, recycle your uh, acid lactic, your 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 everything, and uh, and by this way you can continue uh, to maintain view to max with a low with a low power, and then you can increase the power again, and we analyze the best performance for. Marathon, and when you look at, at the best performance uh, of Keep Sugar, who is able to run the marathon in uh, two hours and one minutes, for instance, you can say you can you can see that they start very very fast, they decrease the pace, they spend two thirds of the distance uh, below their average pace, and they increase the pace again at the end. It's the imposi It's at the opposite of every everybody who wants to start the same pace for all the, the, the target pace for all the race. And at the 26 kilometers, they hit the ball and they, they decrease their speed so much that the, the average pace is uh, below, much below the median pace. This meant two-thirds of the race for nothing above, well above the, the average pace because the they, they decided to, to maintain a constant pace, but it's wrong. Uh, human body is a hybrid, hybrid me, me, metabolism, a hybrid machine, and uh, we have to manage 
all the metabolism, lactic, alactic, lactic, and aerobic. And by this way, by, by playing on the, on the power, you can uh, maintain the Ultimax very long time. And uh, of course, uh, we can see that we, we can maintain the Ultimax with different combination of the Ultimax. Playing of a, of a component of the Ultimax, because the Ultimax depends on the cardiac output. It's the central factor of the Ultimax. But it depends also on the ability of muscle to extract the oxygen by, by the cardiac output, even if you have a very big cardiac output, you have to, your muscle have to extract the oxygen uh, from the artery and and to uh, to uh, to use it as as much as possible. It's the peripheral factor of the O2 max. So you can be at the O2 max using different combination of time and power, and uh, that's why I think that uh, you have to stimulate the more time as possible at the max playing of, of a different component of the max different component by, by playing on power and time and and that's why uh, that's the, the way I, I am looking for training uh, and I, I saw by using the feeling of a feeling the set pace and uh, because when you set pace yourself you change uh, for instance if you want to stay at medium pace, we can see that the range of your your, your speed uh, is about of 15%. But, but you play, but you feel at medium pace uh, using a very different power, but you stay at the same percentage of VO2. So your anesthesis came for your your ability for managing uh, the, the, the speed or power variation to keep the same. Uh, uh, rate of perception of exertion, the same uh, uh, feeling of uh, difficulty of exercise, and the same view too. And you can, by this way, by, by playing on, uh, uh, by uh, changing on your uh, your power, you can maintain view to max and your feeling very long time. You know, that's why I decided to, to look for more feeling training. Yeah. No, I, I perfectly understand this. So, I mean, usually people that look at VO2max, actually they are not looking at VO2max, but they are looking at power at VO2max. So I think that also for, for Calamaro's sake, uh, if we better explain first what is VO2max and then what is power at VO2max, uh, it, it might be beneficial because I could follow the reasoning. So the VO2max stays the same, but the power uh, changes. But what is usually present in training plans and similar, uh, you have trainings based on power at VO2max, which is not uh, what uh, is actually happening to the, to the, VO, to the uh, oxygen consumption, right? Right, because you know, from so many years, from, for 50 years, uh, researchers forgot the time because we, we start to... Um, to, to determine uh, uh, power at the two max, uh, thanks to uh, an incremental test, you know, you, mm -hmm. you start, uh, the you know, component protocols or stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And then uh, when you when the the, base, the runner is uh, stop uh, stop, you you say okay, it's uh, you, you you check that the two max is level up, and you take the power at which uh, the, the the runner stop. And you say, okay, it's power at the automax. But uh, we discover that there are so many 
so many power according to the time you spend because when you you, you when you take uh, power at uh, the second ventilatory threshold during the climatic about at, when you, you 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 take a power at 80% of the to max of, of power at uh, 80% of the power at the to max but you, you ask the, the, the runners to, to, to run a long time, you can reach the two max running at 80%. Where, when you are, you know, for instance, in my test, in my rabbit test, in the medium part, in the medium uh, feeling of exercise, we can reach the two max. We have a really recent paper, uh, it's in, in my, on my internet site, showing that when you are when you do a sprint, when you do sprint, when you do a, a, a marathon, you reach the two max. Sprinters, I test Christophe Lemaitre and good sprinter. The good sprinter, thanks a big acceleration, they reach the two max in the early three seconds of the sprint because the uh, two increase when the phosphocreatine decrease. It's like an hybrid car. When, when you accelerate with a hybrid car, the battery is uh, decreasing, and the, the signal of the decreasing of the battery reserve make your thermic motor increase very fast. And it's the same. Our thermic motor is VO2, the oxidative aerobic metabolism, and our reserve is the battery, electric battery is the phosphocreatine. So that's why we can reach the two max in sprint, in marathon, because during the marathon, with time, uh, if you accelerate a bit with, with time, uh, your metabolism ca can reach the two max for, for some time. But you spend one third or your 30% uh, of, your, of your sprint time at the two max. That's why the two max is so important, even for sprint. And and the two max you can reach the two max even during a marathon. So the power of the two max doesn't doesn't exist. Does not the two max exist, but the, the power of the two max doesn't exist. It's just an artifact of mm -hmm. yeah of the instrument. Stefan, did you understand what is the two max? Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think no, I think it's completely clear also for me what uh, was the real trying to The two max is just your ability to burn your glucid uh, and to to transform your glucid in uh, mechanical energy in power. In okay. mechanical energy. It's like a motor of, of car. Uh, oxygen burn the, the gas oil. Your wheel is is turning. But that's the same. Uh, VO2, VO2 uh, allow you to transform chemical energy, your food, in mechanical energy, your power. That's all. Yes, yes. More, no, you consume, more you transform your lipids and your glucid in a, in a mechanical power. Exactly. And each person has, let's say, a limit on this, uh, which is uh, exactly the max. Um, so we, we stay on this topic, no? uh, the VO2 max. In the past, it was a assumed that a person, let's say, is born with a value of VO2 max. What, what do you think about this, that the VO2 max cannot change with training or it can be improved? I, you know, I, I would stop my job if it did. <laughs> 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 
okay. uh, Robert Marchand was able to increase his VO2 max by uh, 11% at, at the age of uh, 100 years old. Wow. So he was a centenary man, and he was able to improve himself. And he was not already bad, but he improved again the Ultimax. So, of course. So age is not a factor. Is sex a factor? No. No, no. no. You can, but if you want to improve your Ultimax at every age, you have to have polarized training. You have to, to use all all the spin, uh, not, you don't have to, to train at, uh, for instance, the lactate threshold, the, the, you know, it's very bad to train every, every day at, at the same, uh, I know many runners who run at almost at the same uh, speed than on the marathon. They don't change the speed anymore. Uh, Kenyan, I, I was train, um, I was training a Kenyan runner who was um, silver medal in, uh, in, in Athens on 500 meters. So I know very well the Kenyan runners, and you know they they use uh, they are able to uh, to run at eight kilo, uh, nine kilometers per hour, uh, very slowly. But they are able to uh, to to run uh, until uh, thirty uh, kilometers per hour. So uh, that, that, that's the key of, of uh, improvement. Uh, yeah. improvement, especially for your wheelchair is to use all the colors if you want. You are you are not an artist. You have you have to to use all the color for for uh, for painting a good landscape, and so that's why you don't have to limit yourself in uh, in the small target uh, of the competition speed. For instance, uh, the best runner, the best runner, uh, uh, my runner, uh, uh, Isabella Oshishi was a Kenyan runner. On five thousand meters, she ran between eighteen kilometers per hour. Hour till 28 kilometers per hour during the fight on the, on the uh, 5000 meter uh, race. So, the key of performance, the key of implement of the automax is to change, 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 change of speed because we discover. Because, yeah, you know, I had a molecular a biological um, lab, uh, I had I, I have many uh, fundamental work on uh, biology uh, on mice, and so I was able to, uh, to see everything. I have uh, Running mice, and um, I discovered that uh, we change uh, the expression of gene uh, by, um, especially when you use um, uh, uh, training, acceleration training. The most important, you know, when you do some interval training, you know, you accelerate, you sustain your speed, and then you decrease, and you do that again. Interval training, you know that. But the most efficient part of interval training. Is the acceleration? It's not the, the. It's not important to sustain a hard speed for thirty seconds. The, the most important is the acceleration phase and the deceleration one, the, the, because the, the body, the metabolism is sensitive to changement, to change of speed, acceleration, deceleration. That's the key of improvement of metabolism. It that it's not efficient, but you stay, you you try to stay at this at hard speed. Now, the most important is to accelerate this rate, accelerate this rate. That's why in my training session, I have so many uh, interval training uh, using only acceleration, acceleration. I don't ask you to sustain a pace. That's why it's a pleasant uh, training, very efficient, but you don't suffer 
because you, you don't have to sustain hard speed. It, 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 it's not useful. It's painful. You deplete your glycogen. Your, your, you can hurt yourself. The most important is to accelerate this rate. That's the This is somehow connected to the fartlek uh, method in, uh, in running, or am I wrong? Yes, it, 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 it's good, but in fartlek, you, you, you don't need to sustain hard speed. You just, just you can use the slope because slope is an ex, a kind of acceleration because uh, slope is gravity is like acceleration. You can uh, use slope, uh, but you don't have to to try to sustain. You have to accelerate and then this is right. And even during the race, you don't have to, to, to try to sustain uh, 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 an exact pace, constant pace. Because uh, your muscle will be very uh, tight, you have to change the, the length and the velocity of the, the muscle contraction uh, for avoiding uh, the, 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 the wall and the muscle fatigue. Because the mus muscular fatigue is the, is the key of a, of a, of a counter performance. You also have to change the speed. You, your, your biomechanics is changing, and uh, you, you can... Uh, Delayed the fatigue, muscle fatigue, maybe this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And going back to the um, to the um, to the topic of how much can VO two max change in 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 people, or how much can power at VO two max change in people? I uh, say power at VO two max. Yeah, it doesn't exist. We use power at easy pace. Mm -hmm. Power at medium pace, power at pace, and power for very hard. And every day we compare uh, how is going your speed at each feeling. For instance, from day to day, if we we see that your, for instance, one day you, your easy pace is at 10 kilometers per hour, and another day it's uh, at 11. That's mo most important. How is going? Uh, uh, your feeling and your your power together, but uh, you don't, we don't use power at the max anymore. Anymore, mm -hmm. no. So uh, the, the the increase the possibility of increasing your VO2 max um, is very quick. For um, instance, uh, if you are already uh, uh, if you are if you have already uh, 60 uh, meter per minute and per kilo body mass, you are you trained for uh, four four days. Per week and uh, okay, you can again uh, even at uh, forty years old or you can or fifty years old. Once you change a bit your training way, uh, your training, uh, your training method, you use more variable pace and uh, and uh, acceleration, deceleration, and so on. We we can check that we, you can increase by fifteen percent uh, your VO two max in uh, I would say in uh, in ten weeks in ten weeks. Uh, using uh, free, uh, free uh, session, free specific session training quality uh, uh, training session of uh, 30 minutes each. Each we have to uh, to uh, warm up for 30 minutes. Well, then you, you uh, have to specific to uh, accelerate the set and so on for 30 minutes. And again, uh, easy pace for 30 minutes. So uh, three times. Two or three times a week. Uh, by this way, you can improve your VO2 max in ten weeks by fifteen percent. Wow! Uh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty insane. It's a, yeah. it's, 
here really a lot. I had, you know, I, I'm, seven years ago, I, uh, I uh, founded a company, Via Training, dedicated for earning money for paying PhD student uh, grant because, you know, uh, at the university in France, we don't uh, have a grant anymore. So I decided to, uh, to, um, to earn money and we set some training session, uh, training my training method uh, for running, running and cycling and private. And by this way, and so we we check that it is efficient because the uh, customer don't don't want to pay for nothing, and we uh, we succeed because uh, I I can pay through through a grant PhD grant uh, in the same time. So I'm very proud because my my research uh, allow student to have the possibility to 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 have grant and to, uh, to to make their dream. Because when I was young, I had a grant. I was a trainer, but I also had a little grant. Mm-hmm. But now it's not possible. I don't want my, my student, uh, uh, sorry for my Donald, but I don't want my, my student uh, uh, are obliged to, uh, tonight to, to work at my Donald or to Amazon or, or uh, Uber Eats or, and so on. No. If you want to, to, to have the time for thinking, I consider that it was my responsibility to get them the mean of earning money. So that's why to make the company be a training. And so we we um, we sell some training. So so we had some good results. That's why we can continue. Uh, my company will have uh, eight years now uh, of existence. So it's a proof for me. Uh, money, uh, when you have money, uh, it's a proof that your concept is good. Uh, publication is good. Okay, it's, uh, it's nice. But it's not enough. It's not enough. Proof of concept is the reality. And if you make people to increase their performance, you are right. Super great idea, really. Dr. Vernick, it's great. Professor Vernick. <laughs> no, but one question connected to this. Now, we, we said there is, uh, by proper training, in 10 weeks' time, there can be an increase. Um, one person would say, okay, I can make it 10 weeks and then I can make it again. So, but, uh, there are limits to this on how much can you, uh, can you keep doing it? How much can you repeat doing it? And how often can you do something like this? Um, can you briefly guide us for this? Because, um, a lot of people can just think, okay, this works. I will keep doing it for the whole year you are right it's not possible to uh, to make it all the years uh when you uh what, what's good is to um to try it for we have the 12 training uh, 12 eight uh, program of train uh, 12 uh, weeks uh you can repeat it uh, two times two times a year it's enough but body can't uh, increase you to max again 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 you have to recover so I would say, okay, you earn uh, 15% of the way to max in the first 12 uh, weeks, 10, 12 weeks. Then you have to recover to do something else to recover. And when you start again, you have, uh, of course, you have decreased your way to max again, but you, you keep uh, an advantage. You, you keep a better, you, you start from a better level and you, you know, uh, you can uh, increase, but of course less. Of course, you are, you are you are right, but uh, at the end, at the end, 
uh, in uh, two, three years, you can earn more than 20%. I would say 25% is the limit. And you are fed up because uh, you are fed up because... Uh, yeah, of course. It, uh, it's also mentally demanding, uh, yes. this kind of effort. So following the logic, this kinds of training could be ideal to have before uh, a very important race. Uh, because yes. If it happens to increase your view to max, then you, yeah, by, by reasoning you are in a good shape, let's call it this way, for, for some time, no? Uh, yes, of course. I would say that um, it's nice to try it, to, to start to, to make uh, this kind of training, uh, to have the basis, to, to learn how to train like that. Uh, even if you don't have a race in perspective, you have to try it, I, I would say, uh, one time. And then you, you stop, you, okay? And you start again uh, 12 weeks be, before your, 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 your objective. So for instance, for instance, in France, there is a, the Paris Marathon in October. I would say it's interesting to start, even if there are no race by this time, it's interesting to, to start this training for 12 weeks uh, and then to, 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 uh, to recover or to, to make bicycle if you are a runner and so on. And to start again uh, for the Marathon of Paris, uh, the special training, this training, uh, at the end of July, I would say. Or at the end of, at the, end of uh, at the beginning of August. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The Marathon of Paris. But it's, it's important to, to uh, learn to learn how to use this kind of training, how you are a responder. And uh, I, I do recommend to try uh, at uh, one time all the, all the training to learn how to train uh, with set pace because it's so, it's, it's so uh, new. Uh, sometimes the problem is uh, when people are they, uh, not know power uh, to max, like that, when they don't know anything, it's much easy to, to make them uh, this kind of training by surface. When they know uh, everything like that threshold, all, 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 all the things, all things, because, you know, I, I, in my young years, I, I work on that, <laughs> so I am responsible for all these all things. But when they know these all things, um, it's, it's, they, they, they compare, they don't trust in themselves, no, it's not, not so they have to learn. To, uh, to be free of all these old concepts and yeah. to think differently, think differently. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's very interesting. Um, sometimes I see the problems that you're talking about, that you are too much into technology, so you're too much into power meters or heart rates, that you're not doing um, anymore something that is... It's not even beneficial. It's not fun and it's not even beneficial at a at point. So um, some trainings that you can do without the Garmin uh, or without a watch uh, sometimes can bring uh, a big benefit even if it doesn't seem, let's say, correct because you were not in the zone that you were supposed to be for some reason. But the zone has been, uh, been validated thanks to an incremental test. So... It's not based on the reality. Um, for instance, one of my uh, uh, customers, uh, runners, 
told me that uh, it was before it was used the heart rate for running the marathon. He checked that it don't overlap uh, the heart rate target because it's dangerous. You know, the heart is a good slave. The heart is not a limiting factor when you are not cardiac. The the the, the, the heart, heart continues to is not a problem. Even if you are at your maximal heart rate during a marathon, it's not a problem. Uh, at the condition you drink, of course, you are not uh, dehydrated. It's not a cardiac drift due to due to thermoregulation. But yeah. uh, don't uh, you don't have to, uh, to look at your heart rate. The, the problem is the muscle the muscle fatigue. That's why you have to change. You have to change your your speed. You have to recycle your lactic acid because lactic acid. Is is a good thing because it allows you to stock in a form of energy uh, from lucid. Uh, and when you decrease your speed, you can re recycle, recycle lactic acid and use it at uh, at uh, energy. So heart um, rate is not a problem. Uh, but I, I would say that um, uh, in bicycle. What is interesting in for for bicycle is is that even if you are at the same power, because uh, a bicycle power is very interesting because you can you can uh, speed is not uh, you can you can't use the speed uh, power can you can change the, the frequency and the strength you know power is the product of the strength and frequency so. Playing on your uh, 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 on, uh, on the different gear, you can uh, you can keep the power, but with different uh, frequency of pedaling and different strength. That's a way for bicycle to be able to sustain the automax for a long time, uh, keeping the same power. It's different from running. Uh, running, uh, you have really change your speed. And uh, for, uh, for keeping your so, yeah. you can change only the, the the speed, the pedaling, the frequency of pedaling. It's enough. Let's say that the human efficiency is different from the mechanical efficiency. Yes. Because if you have, from the mechanical point of view, if you have a stable power output, that's the most, uh, let's say, quick way to cover a distance. Instead, if you have fluctuations and acceleration and decelerations, Mechanically, that is not the most, uh, let's say, efficient way to to make the, the same thing. So th this is a, a, I think, a key concept that uh, <laughs> you just added here: that uh, humans are not machines, and uh, to to yeah, to try to consider humans as machines can be can lead to suboptimal results, um, which is. To me, is is game changing. Um, so many thanks for 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 this insight, which is which is key. But that's why we start some research with a great uh, a neurophysiologist, a man who is Guichiron uh, in Belgium in Brussels. We start with mm -hmm. uh, looking at what happened during the training session uh, with uh, electroencephalogram, mm -hmm. and we, we because uh, you know the. The people of our the runner, when we when you run, uh, you have to decide to accelerate or decelerate, and you do it automatically. And we have to understand that's the key uh, in the prefrontal cortex. 
because the critical context is the, 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 the context zone, we decide to continue to accelerate or to decelerate because they, they compare the beneficial, the benefit and the, the, the suffering. Uh, yeah. So that we, we start to use a virtual reality and electroencephalogram for leaning on the feeling of the speed and the, I want to check that our feeling, uh, our ability to, uh, to, to stabilize uh, uh, physiologically uh, in the medium and hard pace uh, uh, is very robust. And even, even if you, you make a uh, runner uh, think that he's going to, to go faster because in virtual reality you make uh, a speed of, uh, you, you, you give him uh, the, the impression that he's going to, 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 to run faster than reality. Uh, in my opinion, uh, you you're, you are even uh, able to uh, to manage your cell pace, uh, but I want to check what happens in in the cortex when uh, what is the difference in the cortex zone when you run easy, medium, uh, hard, and very hard pace. What happens in your 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 cortex? Uh, that's my the, the new way of my training. I want to explore more. I I, I checked that. Okay, uh, it's the, the, the feeling is very. Uh, you can trust in your feeling uh, from a physiological point of view, mechanical point of view. You reproduce exactly for the same feeling, the same physiological and biomechanical response. But I want to understand what makes the difference between the how you you can how you know that it's uh, easy, medium, and, and so on. And I, I my hypothesis is that the the cortex play a, a big role, and maybe we can uh, train our cortex to be more uh, accurate, to uh, adjust for adjusting in time and in intensity during a race, during a training, the exact power, the exact uh, rate of uh, pedaling, and so on. That, that is in accordance with our physiology, uh, with our energy reserve at this moment. I'm, in my opinion, the future of uh, training is uh, neurophysiology training, and uh, but in the same time we have to consider also the metabolism, biomechanics, and so on. We have to do an integrative research. So basically, and sorry if I jump on that. Basically, you are telling us that you are trying a way to train to sorry to cheat your brain. So in that way, he's going to understand or she's going to understand a bit less what is going on so you can go harder than you expected. So you're basically training yourself to cheat your brain. Yes, because I think that some people uh, are limited by the brain. Makes a lot of sense. It happens all the time Then Simon and me are riding together and then he comes close to me and starts telling me a story. And then I realize that I'm going something like 10% more of my heart rate than I was expecting. So it's just, you know, by somebody telling me a story and distracting me or whatever, I'm going faster or harder than that I was supposed to do. We noticed it also on the, on the last race we did, uh, if you remember. So we did a race on, on the indoor trainer. Uh, we do it every Tuesday. And um, last week after, yeah, when, when Stefano was at, was at the final, let's say, five minutes of the race, uh, we were talking. So we were on Discord uh, 
and I was like motivating him a little bit. And at that point, he reached, uh, in my opinion, some some levels that usually he doesn't reach, uh, just because he was you know, sort of pushed in a certain way. But yeah, Stefano, it seems that finally you found someone who doesn't make you buy a power meter. Yes, and that's super great. Also, because I'm in this kind of situation at the moment, should I do it? Because I'm training a lot of my indoor trainer and stuff. Should I do it? Sure not. Well, Professor Veronique, thanks a lot. I'm not going to get a new piece of hardware now. <laughs> but, but one thing, I, I think that uh, that's all good and fine, but she's not telling you, go out there and ride whatever. Uh, I think there is some training behind, and of it's course. still based on perceived effort. Uh, and it's a key component of it. So this doesn't have to be mistaken. Go without any power meter, go without any heart rate and do whatever you want. Uh, if I understand correctly, this is still do a precise set of exercises, but base it on not on a metric, but on feel. Right. And you can check afterwards what you are wearing the good, uh, exactly. good physiology and biomechanics. But I, I will give for to the... the Look, I, you have to try this kind of training, uh, but you, you, you can check uh, all, all, all our validation uh, publication uh, because uh, all what I said has been published, has been validated. Because I consider that you you, you can make a business, okay? You can be a, a scientific coach, but you have before you have to do so many work to, uh, for elaborating these training methods. Of course. You must be legitimate. You must be legitimate. And so you on my internet site, if everybody because I do consider that a researcher has the responsibility to give freely the, the access to everything, uh to, to publication very quickly for everyone. Because everyone is able to, to read a, a scientific publication because it's so it there is some figure and it's so because when you when you are a sportsman, you understand what you want to, to look at. So all my publications are on the internet site. And uh, I have uh, written a book uh, in English, thanks to colleagues who is American. Uh, this book uh, is um, uh, scientific running. I, I, I don't remember. It, it, it has been published uh, just uh, uh, three months ago. Uh, it's um, my methods in English. And uh, it's on Amazon. You can have uh, it's an ebook, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it has been adapted from my my book uh, Revolution Marathon in France, and uh, it's uh, it has been uh, uh, written for uh, for English people. And uh, but I, I think that my responsibility is to to, to prove at, at the beginning to prove that it's serious work, and then to apply it for everyone to give for everyone. If I can just jump a second on that, just to, I think it's worth it to remember the name of the title, uh, sorry, the title of the book in English is The Science of the Marathon and the Art of Variable Pace Running <laughs> by, no worries, by Veronique Bia and Jonathan Edwards, by the way. Yes, uh, Jonathan Edwards is a, is a is medical doctor. He was a nutritionist of Roma Varde. So uh -huh. he's not, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so between friends. And he started he start a PhD with me. 
uh, about electroencephalogram, about brain. Okay, that's super cool. Uh, if I can just wrap the uh, training technical thing, basically, Simon, uh, Professor Veronique is telling you that you can go out with your power meter and with your bicycle computer, I think you have a Garmin, but put it in your pocket. Then go back home, sync everything together and check your numbers on the computer. Don't watch it. Yes, right. I'll just keep a clock on it so I can see the time. <laughs> only, the, only the time. It's fine, right? Only the clock. Okay. <laughs> and the landscape. No, but, but it's true. I mean, uh, we, made, we make a lot of fruits together. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of the times we are together. Then if one of the two wants to, to go hard, he goes hard. The other person is not, you know, it's not, doesn't feel insulted by it. He just knows that at the top we meet again and that's, that's fine. It's, it's, that's the beauty of cycling. Also. Absolutely, absolutely. Because so you are Italian, so it's it's normal. Oh, yeah. All the Italian people are very good cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> let's say, let's say, I will never consider myself a good cyclist. I am good on talking. I am good on watching around, on cruising on my bike. Good. I will never talk to myself saying, "Stefano, you're a good cyclist." I'm not. <laughs> I like to stop and have dinner and lunch around. That's something that I love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Professor Veronique, uh, in, in your career, so overall, what, what was the thing that gave you the biggest satisfaction? Now we are talking, I like this question. Not, not, I don't mean just a result, uh, because, you know, there, there is always a, a faster runner or a faster cyclist, or there's almost always, <laughs> but uh, sometimes there are just things that you see and you're really proud of. Uh, in your case, what was this? Uh, at first, it was that to um, to think differently. And uh, when uh, I was uh, 30 uh, years old, I, I decided to um, check how Virtumax could be sustained. Because every everyone uh, spoke about Virtumax. Okay, okay, okay. But I said, okay, but maybe what is important is not to reach high Virtumax, but also is to sustain it. For a long time because you have to provide energy at very high high level and for that you have to be able to sustain the automax and i i discovered that some people could at some people who have the same automax for instance 70 meters per kilo of body mass in two minutes one is able to sit and eat for three minutes and another one for 12 minutes and i discovered with uh, italian colleagues from rome um uh, from uh, the CONI uh, mm -hmm. because I, work, I was working in Roma uh, with Professor Belmonte uh, and um, we, we, we discovered that uh, the limiting factor of uh, time limits at the O2 max was the anaerobic capacity because at this time I didn't think about the fact that when you want to, to, to have a, the longest time at Vertumax as possible, you don't have to ask people to sustain it at, pay, at the power at Vertumax. The limiting factor of the time to exertion at Vertumax, when you ask people to sustain it at the power at Vertumax at the end of an incremental test, is the his ability to sustain and to, uh, to, have a, 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 to tolerate big, big acid lactic. And uh, so the limiting factor of time to exertion at the 2 max was different from the 2 max itself. The limiting factor of the 2 max is uh, cardiac output and uh, 
uh, oxygen extraction. But the limiting factor of the time limit at the two max when you ask people to 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 to, to sustain it at p vo two max is the it's the um, is the anaerobic capacity. So that's why because uh, so it was interesting because it means that you have uh, to to train differently for different duration of interval training. Uh, uh, according to the fact that you, you are longer, you are, you are able to sustain the automax for a long time or not. So it was another component of uh, internal interval training you have to take into account for planning your interval training. And, but I did not uh, uh, understand at this moment that the power at the automax was just an artifact of protocol and that you can sustain the automax for much long time when you don't oblige people to sustain it at PVO to max. That's why I decided to, to, to decrease the speed and to increase again and decrease and increase again. And I saw that you, you can uh, increase your time at the to max for more than four, five times you can sustain for 30 minutes, uh, thanks to uh, speed variation. So then I tried to understand what is the best way, what is the best pattern for everyone of, of uh, power changing for being able to stand the automax even for one hour. So that's why I tried to, um, to uh, modelize the best um, uh, space variations, uh, space variation for being able to, to reach the automax. So it's a long way, but uh, the, first, uh, the, the first idea, the first idea was to, to, to look at the time at time limits at the two max, because no one and Ostrand uh, and the old old people, old physiologists. I was read. I was I read uh, when I was young as Ostrand make it in uh, the last edition. We spoke about my, uh, time limit at the two max, about my work. I was very proud because I just had the idea to to check it the time because you know the time was forgotten. All the physiological uh, has been thought according to the power, and the time the time can late be, uh, be after uh, the concept of a uh, uh, slow component of the two max and so on so on so on. The time the time effect was uh, thought uh, almost 20, 30 uh, years after uh -huh. the concept of the two max itself and the concept of P two max itself. Mm -hmm. So we have to. I am convinced that it's possible to uh, sustain the automax uh, even on swing or post, but even for a very long time, more than one hour, at the condition that you can find the good pat uh, power pattern uh, of variation pattern. Uh, I don't know if it's useful. I don't know, but. I guess even uh, even it's uh, a factor of longevity. The Tomax is a key uh, for longevity, active longevity. I think it's important to focus on it, and uh, but I, and I want to continue to explore how to sustain for it for a long time, how to improve it all the way uh, at maximum for all the life, and uh, we just are at the start of our discovery. Just and uh, the, uh, the heart, uh, and we don't have to forget that training is an art. Is not. It's not a pure science. It's also an art. That's why we have to take into account our mind. 
because we are an, I, I think that we are an artist of our body and uh, we, we have to, to, to become a, a Michelangelo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's super cool to listen from, uh, from a scientist, actually. I love it. That's why I have to, to, to train myself again. You know, running is dangerous because I broke my, my arm. Uh, running uh, uh, because I was attacked by a dog. But uh, I think uh, when you are a scientist, it's important to feel again some things by running to have intuition. Oh, yeah. Because intuition from a, from a track, intuition from, from the ground, and intuition, you don't have to, 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 to think uh, just by. Uh, but the art of training came from intuition, and the, the science of training came from intuition. There is no naive question. Because they, I, I, I enjoy when, when they, they ask me something amazing, because it makes me thinking. Yeah. So uh, that's why it's very important for me to have founded my company, because I am in contact by, with people, as you said, and people have idea. Yeah. The ideas, people. And I, I am my hypothesis is that best performance increase because more and more people run, more and more people try many things, and the the improvement is just a democratic uh, fact. It's not a pure scientific fact. It's democratic. More people are right uh, are riding uh, are running, and more the science improve it itself. That's the key uh, of, a, of, a, of progress. We have to, 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 uh, to be able to share it. And that's why your podcast is very important. What, what's, what you do, Stefano, what you do, Simon, is so important because uh, thanks to your, your type of podcast, it's not easy. It's not, uh, as you, you, you said some things, it's not... Uh, uh, it's it's uh, difficult to 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 make uh, this kind of podcast, and but in my in my opinion, it's the, the key for performance improvement for everything. Make the contact, the link between a researcher and between a sportsman. Yeah. It's very important. So I, I do I congratulate you. <laughs> well, I can say, uh, Professor Veronique, thanks a lot for these words. They are really amazing. And maybe if I can add a tiny bit of two cents on my side on why we like to make this podcast, it's absolutely for the same reason why you like to stay together with people. It's to let everybody get inspired and know a bit more about what's out there. Because it's super easy, you know, you are in your niche, especially in period like this. I don't want to go too much philosophically into a theory of the word, modern word and social media and stuff. But it's super easy to stay close in your niche and think all the time, think on the time on your own things. You like cycling, you like road cycling, you're only doing that. You like training, you only do that. You like marathons, you only do that. There is a world outside to explore. And by using one of these little topics to get people on board and know a bit more, for example, which part of the world to explore, which part of your body to explore, what people is better, it's always good to know or not. Well, I'm super happy when people tell me, look, I discovered this thing thanks to your podcast, even if I thought that this was just a podcast on ultra cycling, just a podcast on exploring, just a podcast on bikepacking. It's not only that. The world is so open and so big that we need to, to let all the people together, get people inside, inclusive more than exclusive. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you see 
Het uh, spoort niet een beetje. Wat is je job en je filosofie en je responsabiliteit? <laughs> I, I really agree on a lot of stuff uh, you told. Um, so, actually, my my goal is um, a lot of people that uh, I work with, um, I, I, I don't work with, that I, I spend my time with have some goals in mind. Um, and, you know, uh, sometimes the road to reaching those goals is the funny part. So it's really what motivates them to, to move. Um, they are motivated to, you know, put some order in their life in order to make the best possible things to achieve that goal. And it's, it's something that uh, if you have someone that helps you in this, it can make a big difference. And it's not only applying techniques, leading the person to, to, to try something like this uh, and to approach it correctly sometimes can be as, as important as the technical part in, in right. itself. Seeing the whole, the whole perspective and not only, you know, what is your time on a, on a single climb can make the whole difference. Uh, out of out of times. Professor Veronique, I think that I want to just I would love to close this conversation with one sharp question. Even if we can close already we we could wrap already here, but I want to actually to close to wrap up with uh, a funny positive note. So you have been trying uh, sorry, training people now you said for 30 years, 40 years, a lot of time anyways. You are training with people, train people for a long time. I think that for sure you have an anecdote of something funny that happened during a training process. I don't know, from somebody who decreased or somebody who was adding to it some cake and then didn't increase the performance. On the other side, people that were going to the Olympics just to have drinks with, uh, I don't know, Canadian uh, skier, not because there's a Winter Olympics, but Canadian uh, pentathlete or stuff like this. Do you have a funny anecdote on your training history a uh, funny funny anecdote is uh, when i i met uh, when i i decided it i decided to show that uh, you know in the years 2000 uh, there is a belief that uh, kenyan black runners are genetically have advantages for running and some uh, runners in france decided uh, wanted to make a separate um, uh, rank and uh, because they said, oh, they, the, the Kenyans are naturally advantaged. So I wanted to, to show that uh, it's not truth. And I convinced, um, I, I was um, uh, speak, speaking with a manager and a manager who, who uh, wanted to uh, make runner, Kenyan runner in, to come in France. And they asked them to run every... Uh, Little road in village, and in, um, they, 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 they bring they bring them in the, every village, and they, they have to run a half marathon, marathon, and so on. And they, they earn money, they took the money. And I, I saw that uh, Isabella was a uh, very uh, gift. And I, I said to the manager, Okay, uh, um, uh, I, uh, I want what uh, I, I check that uh, I want to measure everything in your opinion, runners. So I uh, I measure the two max and so on on the Kenyan runners, and the the male uh, was afraid by the mask 
the, the device and uh, they, they push the woman in front of, uh, of me and say, no, a woman at first. And this test, I, um, I discovered that um, it was wrong, the idea that they are genetically advantaged because I show that there were two groups, opinion owner. They, they have two different One trainer was them to make many, many kilometers, and the other one to, uh, to make many interval training, many fast training. So they had two different phenotypes, uh, endurance and rubber power runners, but they, they performed the same performance. So I, and they was in the, from the same family. So I published it, I was in US and so on. I show that the most important is training, how you train you are. Uh, and this way also, I, I, uh, Isabella was coming on the track. And two years later, she became a, a silver medal in the Olympic Games uh, by, by, by this, uh, because uh, the men asked the women to do the test at first. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that super cool. <laughs> at first, and uh, I discovered that she she had a, a VO2 max uh, equal to 75 milliliter per minute and per kilo of body mass. Um, his VO2 max at this moment, I did a classical test, was uh, 21.5 kilometer per hour. She was able to uh, sprint at uh, 30 kilometers per hour. Wow. And I said, no, stop, stop the half marathon, stop all this uh, long race on the road, came on the track. And by this way, she was um, able to earn his life and uh, to, to get married and to earn money. But she had a Nike contract and she go back to, his, to her village because. Uh, she considered that uh, the most important for her is uh, to, she, she decided to stop running, to have a family and uh, to go back to village. Because for Kenyan runners, at first, running is a, is a, is a job. It's not, uh, like, well, in my, in my opinion, they, they, their, their life the, is so difficult that for them, running is nothing. It's just a job. It's not so difficult because their parents, Isabella said me, my, my, my mother, Go to to look for water. She uh, she walked many kilometers per day just for looking for for uh, for having some water. And so for her to to make some training, uh, it was nothing. It was just just a job. Well, that's, uh, but she she was uh, open. She, the woman was open for science, not the man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I think this is a super amazing story uh, to know and to yeah to wrap things up. Even if I like the magic, even if I love that you are saying that there is some magic in training because training is art, but I like also some magic on saying that sometimes also talent helps. It's of course a lot of training, a lot of hard work and whatever, but putting a bit more of magic there in the sport is always something that fascinated me a lot. The, the magic, the, the magic things is that we, uh, when you are curious of yourself, she, she was Isabella was curious of, of, of herself. She wants to understand. She looked at the curve and she did not have to do anything. She was Kenyan and. But she wanted to, to see uh, on, the, on my, my uh, computer uh, what she, she had done as uh, the two. She looked at the curve and uh, she wanted to understand. She was curious. 
And the key of performance is to be curious of ourselves, I think. That's super good. And that's super try. Try all the time something new. It's really a key message. Absolutely. I don't know. I have everything done on my side. Do you want to add something else, Professor Veronique no, or Simon? I, I, I would say if I find something new in the brain, uh, when I continue to, to, to do my research for brain, uh, for understanding the, the limiting factor of, in the brain, when I, in, for instance, in one year, I can tell you what I have discovered. The door is open, Veronique. All the time that you want to share something with us, the door is open. Mi casa es tu casa. We can actually organize another chat. We're going to sit down with another coffee and with another couple of hours of time. And please do it. I'm super, super happy to share your new studies because they're made with a lot of passion, a lot of passion for people and a lot of magic. Uh, I I will send you some example of training session and you can try it. Fantastic. I, I would actually love to, to, to do something like that because, you know, there, there's always something new to learn. Um, and I, I learned some things. Of course, uh, I have a lot of stuff that I want to learn. Uh, and for me, uh, it would be beautiful. So, okay, yeah. guys. Okay. I can tell you, Professor Veronique, that if you are sending to Simon some of your trainings or something more to discover, whatever aspect for him, a super rigid schedule is going to try, try everything and a lot of feedback. Simon is really passionate in what he does. So, in what he does. So, you will find a lot of also something new and some new options and things that you will find around. Okay. Because, because I, I, I like this kind of approach, you know. Um, if it uh, is meant to be in a, if it is meant to be in a, done in a certain way, I like to try and see what this brings to me. Um, and, and tell me, and tell me. For me, it's very important to Cool, everybody. Then thanks a lot for this amazing talk. Thanks a lot, Professor Veronique. And uh, thanks a lot, Simon. And we are going to talk, as we were saying, as soon as we have some new research on the brain. And uh, we will talk and we, can, we will continue this conversation. Thanks a lot, everybody. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. So if you are also training really a lot during this season, this, during the winter season that is almost over, you know that you need to give yourself a bit of a rest and treat your body not as a machine, but as a human machine. Only in this way you will get the biggest results for whatever is your competitive plan of the year. Thanks a lot, Professor Veronique. It was just awesome, this interview. And thanks a lot, Simon, to carry it with me, this awesome chat. And thank as well to Komoot for supporting this podcast. And remember that on the 6th of March, you can take part to the Strade Komoot, planning your own Strade Bianca with a bunch of gravel and a super steep climb. And you're going to have a lot of fun with us. Remember that you can comment share subscribe do whatever you want on this podcast and whatever thing you are doing you are going to help me on pushing up all the good numbers of this podcast i think that this time we didn't talk so much about covid okay now my coin is dropped in for the first time this episode but remember that all the time that anybody in this podcast is talking about the C word. I'm gonna put a coin that is gonna go into my broom wagon COVID jar and then at the end of the season I'm gonna donate all the money to the Sea Watch, the charity who is taking care about the refugees that are moving from Africa to Europe 
through the central mediterranean thanks a lot sea watch for the amazing job that you are carrying on there so i told you that i need to give you a piece of information so i am preparing a little mini series about four or five episodes but in order to make it perfect i need to take one slash two weeks off so just hang out with me through my social media calamaro cc or broom wagon club but you know that this episode is gonna take a couple of weeks of pause and then we're gonna start with this mini series that already started recording and i'm pretty excited about that about what? I think that you can get some uh, hints and a uh, little information around, but I'm not gonna tell you right here, right now, about what. Just bear with me, remember to subscribe to the Broom Wagon and wait for the next episode to come down. Uh, roughly around second week of March, I would say. For now, thanks a lot and talk to you later.